Just a young nigga stayed on the ground. They said I had what it takes. They gave her on young nigga money. Gave her on young nigga money. They 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 gave her on young nigga money. Young nigga money. The end of another month is almost here, and it couldn't have come fast enough. Of course, I praise Trap God's name for sparing my life and all that other stuff they teach you in vacation bible school but this month ain't been about shit for me and honestly it's hard to hold on to god's unchanging hand when you have people like terio and ice jj fish or whatever the fuck his name is out here prospering while regular people can't pay on their student loans they can't pay their car notes and they damn sure can't pay their rent I'm going to reserve sharing my thoughts about Ice JJ Fish, you know, the howling, singing, I don't know what the fuck he does, boy, from YouTube, because I'm not 100% certain that he isn't missing a chromosome or two, and I'm trying to have kids one day, but Terrio, no, I blame you niggas for Terrio. Yes, the ooh, kill him little boy with Tampico pumping through his veins. You niggas left the gate wide open for him to come in and secure a lane that some former Flavor of Love contestant could have right now. But nope, his ass got a full calendar of hosting dates for trap barbecues, bar mitzvahs, and baby showers. Nigga, what is you saying? If I would have known that I could become the real life version of Juicy from the PJs and that it would be a legit career option, I would have given up blogging a long ass time ago. I have been fat way longer than this nigga has been alive, yet every time I scroll down my Twitter timeline, he is doing something far more magnificent than I still could ever imagine accomplishing. And if it sounds like I'm hating on a 10 year old, that's because I am and I'm not afraid to fucking say it. The only time Anybody rolls the red carpet out for me is when I go to Lane Bryant to buy bras and that shit ain't genuine because I'm spending money. But yeah, the month of March was a total flop for me and it turned that way immediately after Lil Bootsy was released from prison. 24 hours after King Bootsy was set free, no lie, I almost got locked up. Alright, so let me tell you what happened. It took every fiber of my being for me not to hop my ass smooth across the counter at Jimmy John's and Donkey Kong the fuck out the girl behind the register when she told me that they were out of bread. That hoe had a smirk on her face the entire time she was delivering this horrible and devastating ass news. This little 17 year old was baiting me on almost. She knows I'm a regular. I had my mouth tuned up for a country club that entire day. And y'all know how it is when you have been thinking about some shit you want to eat for more than two hours. So don't act like you haven't been there. But I was denied one of life's simple pleasures. And if this had been seven or eight years ago, I would have been escorted out of that fine establishment in handcuffs. Jimmy John's is like my chiz, nigga. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name and they always glad you came. It's moments like this that 
I just wish that there was a Yelp for real niggas where I could go and vent. Out of bread, bitch, what? I, I couldn't move. I stared at this girl with all love, the hurt of my ancestors who survived the middle passage permeating through my eyes. And then I walked out. I was beyond disappointed, but that shit still wasn't enough for me to catch a case over going into the spring, you know, so I, I, I left it alone. But it did, however, seal my fate for the rest of the month, I feel. My life has been in shambles ever since that fateful fucking day. So following that incident, I just kept having a series of fuck-ups and bad luck moments. I had the worst toothache in all of my 28 years on this planet last week. The entire right side of my face felt like Delta Burke was doing a Cupid shuffle on it for three days straight. I couldn't do shit. I, I, I couldn't even talk or eat. I lost a good 10 pounds, so... That's the only positive that came from that shit. Another major fuck up I experienced was logging on Facebook for the first time in months. Trick Daddy said, stay far away from fuck niggas. And that's what I try to do in my everyday life. So that's why I stay off Facebook as much as possible. And although it may seem, you know, like otherwise because I'm always on Twitter or something, I really hate social media the only reason why i even bothered to create a facebook account a few years ago was because my mama had one before i did and i finally felt like enough was enough other than that there's really no real reason why i should be on there to begin with especially knowing that i am unable to deal with your cousin kiwan ten toes down till i hit the dirt davis constantly promoting his new mixtape 12 years a real nigga and me just feeling guilty about laughing at pictures of niggas i went to high school with who look all the way booped out right now everybody's like look like they lacing their blunts with crack not to mention i just feel like my iq takes a dramatic drop Whenever I try to translate the hood rat hieroglyphics that appear all over that motherfucker. You know, hopefully your Facebook experience is nothing like mine. But in the event that it is, you already know. You fully understand why I try my best to stay away for months at a time. Because you probably doing the same thing. But for whatever reason, I was feeling freaky that day and snatched the condom off and logged my happy ass on Facebook, totally forgetting that I hate this time of year with a passion. It's income tax season. The hills are alive with the sound of new money niggas. This time of year doesn't mean shit for people like me. I don't look forward to paying fucking taxes. I do it, but I don't like it. I am usually in bitch mode until my birthday rolls around in May. Yo hood ass cousins on the other hand, ha! These niggas out here living. They out here acting a complete and utter donkey with that little bit of extra cash. And instead of putting the shit up for hard times or investing in their future, and by that I mean by becoming entry level dope boys or even just like finally buying a fucking living room set so niggas don't have to watch the March Madness game sitting in the folding chairs their damn mamas 
have yet to return back to the church that she took after she hosted a ladies ministry luncheon at her house 13 years ago these fools are literally out here going for broke that 30 for 30 documentary on broke athletes apparently was a waste of film because new money niggas refuse to learn from the mistakes of others who have come before them they refused to learn from the shit they did last year and how they had to bounce back. This is just a time of year when your cousins, who really just don't know any better, make horrible ass decisions over and over. Like, trading the cars that they already own as down payment for some new shit they can't afford and they know they can't afford it and they know will be ultimately repossessed. I just need Susie Orman to give an entire show to these niggas during this quarter. Do it for the damn hood, Susie, alright? Just one show a year. That's all I need. That's all I'm requesting. Listen, the Can't I Afford It segment of that episode would be a shitstorm. And I would get my entire life. You just have no idea. Niggas would be on there trying to justify their plans to purchase a Chevy Caprice by listing Pitbull puppies, Nintendo 64 games, um, burnout cell phones, and the He Got Game Jordans as their assets. But anyway... So I am logged on Facebook scrolling down my wall and all I see is niggas draped in leather and gold. Girls with 36 inches of freshly sewn Malaysian hair. Pictures of chicken leg quarters on the grill covered in sweet baby rays. Everybody got new tattoos and piercings. It just looked like the goddamn land of milk and honey and candy paint and chrome when I got on Facebook this month. It was too rich for my blood. Let me just say why I'm thinking about it. I've been over this, like, all leather, everything fashion wave for the longest. I clicked on one picture. Like, why is this nigga wearing a sauna suit inside the club with these fresh-ass LeBrons? But it turned out that dude was actually wearing a leather sweatsuit. Like, I'm no fashion expert. Y'all wear whatever the hell makes you happy. Just know that people ain't shit. And due to the fact that they aren't shit, you may end up as the Mimi of the Week on Instagram. Please take all of that into consideration while getting dressed. Ladies, please use the same process when deciding on a lipstick color. Y'all walk around here looking like you dip your lips in my lanta and let it dry for a couple hours and go into the club. And it's not working. We supposed to laugh at you. But... All of this was just a reminder on why I can't fuck with Facebook. I just feel like if people aren't trying to stunt on there, they are trying to get you to break bread and spend money with them. Like, niggas on Facebook really be trying to come up and make a profit out of you. Like, the body by Vi Nazis who have invaded my inbox with invitations to take the challenge. On behalf of everybody in the universe... Who simply does not give a damn. Fuck you and your challenge. And I wouldn't even have that type of attitude if they would just stay the hell away from my wall with that shit. And my inbox with it. But you can't escape these people. These niggas way worse than the feds. They worse than the ATF. And they are just way worse than bitches when they are trying to find the last known address for a nigga before they put him on child support like these body by v and herbalife people are everywhere on social media going hard getting on my fucking nerves 
Alright, so I posted a picture of some immaculate ribs earlier this month on Instagram. And this random jumped her ass in my comments with that herbal life shit. But if you cuss people like that out and make an example of them, you are being too aggressive on social media and it ain't that serious. Whatever, kiss my entire family ass. I don't bother people. Don't bother me. The bottom line is this. You do not care about my health, so you can please stop pretending like you are invested in seeing me win by losing. Your ass just want that $25,000 check that is never going to come as long as you keep fucking with people like me. You know, I can just feel my heart beginning to race just thinking about this. So, I'm going to move along. Speaking of the fat and happy population of the world... Rick Ross couldn't have chosen a better time to drop Mastermind. I have been listening to that shit on repeat since it came out. You know, say what you want about Rick Ross. I do not care. I'm just the type of person to sit on YouTube all day and watch old WWF and WCW wrestling promos from the 80s and 90s when I'm bored. So, all of these... Aesop Fables, he tells about being rich off cocaine and everything else, doesn't bother me in the slightest, alright? 97% of these other niggas lying to make a living too, so whatever. I'm, I'm loving Mastermind. And I intend to talk the same exact shit word for word that Diddy is talking on nobody to my kids during their teenage years when they being disobedient and bad as hell and reckless. And let me also mention, I am happy that Rosé and Jeezy have settled their differences. And as black men decided to say, you know what, we are too accomplished, too successful, and too proud to allow any more harmless, full-length mirrors standing around backstage at the BC Hip Hop Awards. Die in vain because we have differences in opinions. So... Thumbs up to them two niggas for talking it out. But yeah, Mastermind became my daily motivation to wake up and get my cake up all month long. From the moment I opened my eyes, I just couldn't wait to hop out of bed and chop up the invisible kilos of cocaine that I have stashed underneath my sofa. Mastermind motivated me to get to the money all month long. And maybe a little too much at times because I started thinking that I already fucking had the money. But all of that immediately dissolved when I would take visits to the ATM and select the print account balance on receipt option. I, I was brought all the way back down to reality and forced to deal with the fact that I am a dollar millionaire. And that's fine because Mastermind was still playing when I got back in the car. It's an endless cycle of lies that I'm more than happy to invite into my life. So thank you, Rick Ross, for that. Um, switching gears, uh, another rapper who had a good month, I feel, is Drake. And one thing to always remember when discussing Drake is no matter what month of the year it is, it's always Redbone season. So this month, Aubrey was sitting at home one day listening to the Aaliyah station on Pandora, you know, on his Olivia Pope shit, drinking multiple glasses of sweet bitch 
while wearing a cream-colored cow neck cashmere sweater and no bottoms when he used his Instagram account to announce his plans to have an upcoming Houston Appreciation Weekend. Good luck with that, sis. Honestly, you know, Drake trying to put on for his adoptive city, it's not all that surprising. Uh, I feel like Houston has had a lot to do with important milestones in his career. I'm just more concerned, on the other hand, with his misappropriation of strippers and hood bitches for cultural influence and relevancy than anything else. Still, I'm looking forward to seeing how he pulls this off. And I am equally as interested in seeing what the hell he will be wearing when he does it. Knowing Drake, this nigga is going to show up rocking a Hakeem Olajuwon jersey a long fitted skirt with two splits on the side, some platform sketches, and one of those stretchable candy necklaces on opening night. So when you log on Tumblr and see pictures of this nigga looking like an extra in that movie the Spice Girls put out back in the day all over your dashboard, don't be shocked. Please don't act like it. I talk shit about Aubrey, but I secretly want to bask in his presence one day. I know he smells like cucumber melon body spray and has soft hands. And I wouldn't call myself a Drake fan, but inside my head, he has all of the characteristics that I enjoy. Therefore, he's likable to me. I bet he uses the lotion with the specks of shimmer in it. And, like, does shit like rubs oil on his cuticles before bed every night. We have a mutual acquaintance. And it takes everything in me not to beg him to set me and Drake up on, like, a play date. I just envisioned us sitting on his living room floor, clipping coupons while watching the Lifetime Movie Network. Alright, then we would grease each other's scalps and talk about boys and share a tray of garlic crabs. Just me and Drake bonding as friends, performing the choreography from the Are You That Somebody music video in our footy pajamas. He may be too busy to hang with me though. There are these rumors that surface again this month that he is back bumping pussies with Rihanna. Again, whatever, have fun. Just watch out for the Quartin Curry sauce of doom between Rihanna thighs because Chris Brown still hasn't fully bounced back yet. And that is another person who had like an interesting ass month. I'm not going to say it's good, but <sighs> Christopher Maurice Brown, y'all. What the hell was that this month? Alright, so there was one point in time when Chris Brown was out there in Hollywood living his life like Night of the Living Baseheads while looking exactly the way your auntie described the Alabama leprechaun to that news station reporter be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff and it told me to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun every time you would turn around he was on instagram just looking bad off and no that bleached blonde hair he had for the longest didn't help his cause one bit so i was really happy when a picture surfaced of him recently just finally looking like the old version of himself you know, the version that bopped down Sesame Street with Elmo and talked to girls at the mall in the food court when he was just a really happy kid. I just feel like back then, if Chris Brown had been like, fuck this music shit, I'm going to apply for a management position at Chick-fil-A or Publix. Um, 
Black Enterprise will be celebrating his success right now. And he will be happy as hell living in Virginia somewhere. But since there's no DeLorean for him to jump his ass in to travel back to the future, here we are. So Chris was in a treatment facility for his anger management issues, getting plenty of rest drinking Infamil to his heart's content, um, taking Flintstone gummy vitamins every day, and sitting inside of his room squeezing stress balls. Feeling good, looking great. Then this nigga went and got himself kicked out and sentenced to jail until April 23rd or something for violating his probation. Oh, Breezy. As soon as I heard the news, the sound clip of Tyra Banks going off on that girl on America's Next Top Model started playing inside my head. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you learn something from this? You go to bed at night, you lay there, and you take responsibility for yourself. Because nobody's going to take responsibility for you. Okay, no, really. I'm not here to judge Chris Brown. Here's the thing. Regardless of everything, I can't say what type of demons I would be strong enough to battle if I were in his shoes. Keeping it a hundred. I... Like, don't know how I would handle being a famous 24-year-old worth millions of dollars. My struggle would probably have a lot to do with rotisserie chicken from Walmart. I love that shit. You know, sometimes I have to force myself to enter the, the store through the tire center so I avoid the daily area altogether. That's my pleasure. Even now, like, if I could find an extra $100 within my monthly budget to devote to my rotisserie chicken addiction, I would be probably somewhere sprawled out on my kitchen floor clutching a wing right now. So put Chris Brown at the top of y'all prayer list. We all got our own shit going on. It's just whatever this nigga is going through, I hope he comes out all right, of course. And that it's not still an issue by the time the BET Awards roll around this summer. All that crying and sniffling might have worked. The first time around when he asked us to forgive him for making Rihanna's face beat up his hands. But I'm really not trying to watch him have an emotional breakdown while performing a cover of Man in the Mirror this year. And keep in mind, his mama tweeted that Michael Jackson died so that Chris Brown could live that time. So the likelihood of someone inside his camp being like, yeah, we should roll with that idea is very strong. As entertaining of a thought. As it is, I'm really not trying to see the cameras cut away to Mama Breezy standing up and waving around her drawstring ponytail around her head like a helicopter catching the Holy Ghost about the sins of her baby being washed away. You know how black celebrity mamas act. But whatever, Chris. Get well soon. Two people who actually came out winners this month um, were none other than Kim Kardashian and her sorority sister Kanye West. After all that fucking moaning and groaning he did on behalf of his baby mama, house mother Kanye finally convinced Anna Wintour that Kim's dreams were valid too and they have landed on the April 2014 cover of Vogue magazine. You know, real cute for them. No, really, if someone would have asked me during the time that her sex tape with Ray J came out if she would still be around and relevant in 2014, I would have tried to roll their fingers up in my car window. But there's really nothing bad I can say about Kim. You know, with a lot of hard work and determination. And most importantly, a pimp named Kris Jenner leading her through the dark alleys of the night. This bitch has beat the odds. And I'm not mad. 
I totally understand why the 50 Cent Franks and Papaya Chicks from All-Star Weekend who, like, buy all of the outfits Drea wears on Instagram look up to Kim. So, y'all keep guzzling them babies by the gallons because better days are closer than you think. Anyway, Anna Wintour defending her decision to grant Kimye a cover, which is totally not her usual character, right? So, in her um editor letter... She wrote this, like, long, drawn-out explanation of, you know, how things happen. So, she said, Part of the pleasure of editing Vogue, one that lies in the long tradition of this magazine, is being able to feature those who define the culture at any moment, who stir things up, whose presence in the world shapes the way it looks and influences the way we see it. I think we can all agree on the fact that that role is currently being played by Kim and Kanye to a T, or perhaps that should be okay. As for the cover, my opinion is that it is both charming and touching, and it was, I should add, entirely our idea to do it. You may have read that Kanye begged me to put his fiance on Vogue's cover. He did nothing of the sort. The gossip might make better reading, but the simple fact of the matter is that it isn't true. Alright, Anna girl. Whatever you say. I am really more concerned with the actual photo that made the cover. I just don't think it does anything for Kim. It's just something about that cover I can't put my finger on that I don't like. I, I don't know. What do you think? I'll tell you what. The next time you are bored, look up DMX's Sister to Sister cover with his ex-wife in 2006 on Google Images and place it side by side with Kim and Kanye's Vogue cover. Then ask your friends which magazine they will be more inclined to pick up. Fuck it, ask your friends on Facebook and tag me in the post. But I guess we should look at all this as the official kickoff to Kim and Kanye's wedding or whatever. I'm all for love and wish them well, but I can't be bothered. Whatever they are planning, still will never compare to Kermit and Miss Piggy's wedding in the Muppets Take Manhattan. I, I just get the feeling that their ceremony is going to look like the updated version of Reeby Jackson's music video for Centipede. Now that I think about it, I can be bothered with Kim and Kanye's wedding. The details involving the actual ceremony, that is, you better believe that house mother Kanye is going to pull out all of the sickness, though. Kim is going to be waiting on the altar for that nigga while he slinks his way down a winding staircase, swinging his shoulders back and forth like Pepper LaBeja, tipping the ballroom in Paris is burning. That mental image alone just gave me so much, like, hope, and I care now. I just really pray that their marriage stands the test of time because if it doesn't, Nigga, what? House mother Kanye is going to show his entire ass. This is a seasoned, insulted stunt queen we are dealing with, people. So if that whole happily ever after thing does not happen, expect him to drop a Marvin Gaye, Hear My Dear, Triple Disc type album. And it's gonna be the shit. And that's it. You know, fuck March 2014. Bye, bitch. I'm glad I will never have to see you again. I had all of these traumatic life situations happen with my fucking teeth and health 
and everything else. And I'm just glad it's over. And these celebrities, it really didn't help. But this show in its entirety was dedicated to all of the brave women who attended the Nerd Freak Nick that is South by Southwest while on their periods. When you make a flippogram featuring all the special moments that happened this year, look back on your trip to the emergency room for toxic shock syndrome with pride. And as always, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Freshalina. I'm out.